Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so vicious so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hoe. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the fuck are you today, bud? Oh, it's another week. It's another day. It's another dollar. It's another glorious month into the year 2023, and this month is going to be full of pomp and circumstance, Cole. I'm pretty sure you can guess why. I'm just excited you know the name of that song. But I'm a wrestling fan. Wrestling wrestling educates me. <laughs> I actually listened to the entirety of Pomp and Circumstance last night as I was readying myself to try to slumber. Uh, but yes, this is kicking off the month of March with March Madness. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This month, all month long on the creative team, we're going to be talking about one of the greatest wrestlers who's ever lived, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. And uh, today we're going to be kicking it off with the top 10 list. Uh, today will be the top 10 moments of Macho Man, Randy Savage's wrestling career as presented to you by me and Ron and then solidifying the official creative team, Macho Man, Randy Savage, top 10. Yes, so, and speaking yeah. of madness, the, the world of wrestling is in total madness right now. You know, everyone is just fantasy booking their way to wrestlemania this year and i'm just having a blast doing so myself and it's even a big bonus that the fact that i get to attend this year i always kind of like forget that's even happening because i'm so busy i'm so busy focusing on what the potential card is going to be for these two nights and uh yeah it's maddening it's madness and boy i would love macho man to be here today to see it well yeah it's great that brock's fantasy was almost so that's just fucking awesome i mean because we all know that brock gets to do pretty much whatever he wants and he's not going to do anything he doesn't want to do so uh it's kind of great that he wanted to wrestle omas <laughs> yeah i think it's just at this point at this point we're just seeing who else he can german suplex i guess but i i just uh is anyone excited for that did anyone go have that on their bingo card or fantasy booking match like does anyone want to see almost at all is i mean there's i want him to do well i mean i like the person you know right. he has a knack for doing that with like interviews and behind the scenes shenanigans but yeah no i i can't i can't justify 
his skill set, but, you know, he's very damn impressive looking and I want him to do well. But, you know, the track record speaks for itself, ladies and gentlemen. But if anybody can put together and utilize time wisely in a wrestling ring on a big stage like WrestleMania, it's Brock Lesnar. And if uh, we like to praise the man a lot here on this show. So if anybody if if he's going to get another feather in the cap for us. Let's see him steal a portion of the show with Omos at WrestleMania. Right. If he, if anybody can do it, I think Brock can. I'm I, well, morbid, yeah. morbid curiosity. Yes, there is that portion of it where you go like, well, I, I, you know, that could be fun. Are you there? I am here. Because now your screen just froze and my camera's working. This is just delicious. I mean, All these technical issues. I'm gonna have to definitely uninstall the zoom after we get off this meeting and reinstall it uh because i'm i'm sure our fans are getting tired of hearing about our technical issues so <laughs> uh, it's okay uh cornet has repeat segments every time i listen to his show so you know we'll, yeah. we'll be fine but you know uh, speaking of technical difficulties it looks like drew mcintyre's chest is going to have some technical technical difficulties at wrestlemania because we're on the collision course between uh drew mcintyre and gunta at wrestlemania it seems uh, I like I'm, it. I'm. I like it too. You know uh, what he did with Shane Ass at uh, in uh, across the pond. Um, you know, getting a five star match for old WWE yeah. there. I very much am excited of, of the prospects between Gun- Gunther and uh, Drew McIntyre. That's going to be a hoss fight for sure. Well, I mean, speaking of of you know that pay per view, the the fight at the castle or whatever it was called, the uh, Drew McIntyre uh, showed out pretty well for himself at that pay-per-view as well. Oh, yes. It's, uh, yeah, I, this feud has been kind of fun, and <clears throat> I'm kind of hoping this is another big win for Gunther. I, oh, yes. I would, I would really like to see his push continued. and uh, Yeah, it's been delightful to watch. It, it was, if we're not getting Brock and Gunther, I, I, honestly, that feels like a good second. Like, it yes. feels like a good replacement match for Brock and Gunther, I'm not, it's, you know, it's not disappointing. It's not like he's wrestling the Miz or some shit at WrestleMania. So, like, yeah, I'm good with it. I mean, and by process of elimination, because Bray Wyatt made that little threat on SmackDown last week, it sounds like he's going to be going after Bobby Lashley. Uh... I'm glad they didn't decide to call this match the pitch black match, because they would have some cancellations involved. Hmm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to pitch that black match. I mean, uh, oh man, <laughs> Raw rolls on. All right, yes. So, um, but you know what? I got some uh good feedback. It's always nice to actually, to, you know, for people to message out of the blue, like, "Hey, man, this episode's really great. I loved it." Uh, did you have? Do you have any uh looking back upon the Mantar episode? Do you have any uh? Uh, additions or comments or thoughts? Well, I mean, the the Austin Powers crossover is the only comments or <laughs> only feedback that I that I got. And you know, the my my '90s movies crossovers have been a hit lately. And I, I got to tell you, <laughs> uh, it's uh, I, my my oh. uh, my crossovers are in a major league in their own. Oh boy, that's great. That means we're gonna get more of that. So that's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm not I'm not opposed to beating a dead horse, and that's what we did with a bull last week. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, reviving dead gimmicks in uh, 30 years later. That's that's fucking fantastic. I really enjoyed the Mantar episode, but it, it's it is nice. We love to hear feedback from the fans, so thank you guys for reaching out to us. 
it makes uh, uh, you know the rest of our week a little more enjoyable because this is one of the highlights of the week for both of us all the time. So absolutely, uh, and you know, strap in, ladies and gentlemen, because since this is March Madness, you're not going to get any more stinkers of take it up with creatives. Uh, you know, even though I think those are our best ones as of late. You know, uh, having the subject be someone not so up to par with why we do this in the first place. But this month, we're going to have a couple of Take It Up with Creatives, and we're going to fantasy book some Macho Man stuff, and I can't wait to do so. But before we get there, we got to discuss moments. And how many moments does this man have, Cole? It was fun to go through my memory bank. Uh, You know, I kind of wanted to just have it be that reference alone my memory bank i might kick myself in the ass later and and do some research or you might actually smarten me up to some i may i may even miss myself but uh i'm excited to talk about the macho man can't wait to kick off this list would you like to go first or or should i well i usually go go first okay Because I want to get this one out of the way because I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's going to be talking about it. But I just got to say, this is my list for the top 10 Macho Man moments. And you cannot get me to sit down when I saw the greatest cameo ever take place. And it starts with this. Bonesaw is ready. Did you see Spider-Man, Cole? The first one? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I was so excited. I was the only person in my group of friends that was so excited because I was like, that's the Macho Man in a, in a superhero movie. It was the best thing ever, and I'm putting it at number 10 because I don't think we're going to talk about it this month regardless because I'm going to bring it up. Macho Man's cameo in Spider-Man as Bonesaw, 13-year-old me, was so freaking happy. And I just, it was the, it was the one thing that I took from the movie. You know, the movie was great, but <laughs> my nerdy wrestling fandom ass just walked out of the theater, just so happy to see Macho Man in a movie. So we might not get, he might not make the final list, but Bonesaw is being talked about on Ron's list. Well, Bonesaw is right there on my honorable mentions. It almost claimed my 10 spot as well. Uh, I, I did the same. I actually saw Spider-Man in the movie theaters. And uh, yes, I popped very hard for Bonesaw when uh, Spider-Man goes to try and make some money. So yes. Yes, it's very good. I love the Macho Man in the uh, original. Well, not original, but the the Spider-Man from when we were kids. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great. I mean, Randy Savage, everything he does is perfection. And it was a great performance there. I'm a little well, surprised he did the job for the uh, the spider. Everything he did was perfection. Uh, he must not have gotten his rap album. Oh, that's fun, though. It's delightful. It was fun. calling out Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be a man, Hulk. <laughs> yeah, good. So, all right, good start. Uh, my number 10 is a little bit silly. You know, the, one of the cool things about Randy Savage is uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of his best stuff is when he loses. You know, it's one of those things where he's so good at his job, he found a way to get over by losing matches a lot of times in his career. But this is one of those moments. It's silly because it's, you know, it's an Randy Savage also does some stuff that's just flat out over the top. And uh, sometimes it's just comical. Well, this moment also was a pivotal moment in my life because this happened just about the same time as the phone rang. And I realized that my cousin Henry had been brought into the world. 1993 Royal Rumble. 
The moment when Randy Savage gets eliminated as he tries to cover Yokozuna for a pin in a Royal Rumble, and Yoko just throws him from the ground over the top rope. Randy Savage is amazing. I, I know it's silly. I know it's like a, a moment where he lost, but it's such a cool elimination to me. It's one of the most unique. It's super fun. And it's like one of the things burned into my brain because this was the first pay-per-view I watched live. So, like, <laughs> I mean, it really speaks to the boneheaded nature of Macho Man. If you want to right. if you want to talk about this for a shoot, like, why are you going for a pin in the Royal right. Rumble for one? And it just it seems like one of those ideas that was cool on paper. And maybe someone tried to talk about it. He's like, brother, but think of the pup. And yeah, then, it was great. It well, was it was great. There's another delicious moment. In Royal Rumble. Uh, it's uh, 92 the year before when Flair won. Randy Savage does a move where he just jumps over the top rope to the floor. And then like he's in the match and the refs at some point go like, hey, bud, you kind of eliminated yourself and you got to go. <laughs> I mean, he is the mad He is the madness for a reason. <laughs> yes. But, you know, strap in, Cole, because I think I'm, I just might out silly your number 10 my, with my number nine. And my number nine, you know, it's another one of those examples where as serious as Macho Man is, he could do some tongue in cheek shit. And uh, I call this the revival elbow drop. And this is when Hulk Hogan was laying in the middle, couldn't get up. He, he can't Hulk up. What does Macho Man do? Brother, I'm going to hit him with the elbow. He gets up there, hits him with that elbow drop, and it might as well be a defibrillator because Hulk Hogan rises right up and hulks up, brother. And it's <laughs> one of the dumbest things you'll ever see. And it's two of the biggest stars in the world doing it. You know, you could talk about your mimosa mayhems and whatnot, but that shit right there, the mega powers literally contributed to killing the business with that spot. And I loved it. It's so, it's so silly and over the top that it works for me. Like, it's great. I love it. It's like, you know, Hogan's been, he's just down. He's been beaten. He can't get up. And the only thing that can revive him is the most deadly wrestling finishing move in the history of the sport. Like Macho Man has like a 99.9% success rate with the elbow drop. But in this case, brings Hogan back to life. It causes the Hulk up and makes him invincible. It's great. It's like, you know, uh, Dr. Frankenstein's monster. You know, <laughs> he needed that lightning bolt to bring him to life. I love it. It's so bad, yes. It is definitely one of those moments that's exposing the business a little bit, but I mean, Hulk Hogan's Hulk up was such a big part of his act that you just kind of accept it, you know? And I, I think that's a little bit of the difference between things that happen today as opposed to, you know, in the 90s, 80s, before, you know, we expose the business fully, as long as everyone commits 100% of the time to the gimmick and is never winking at the audience, like, okay, this is fake right now. Like, <laughs> you buy it. And since yeah. Hogan did it for all those years, you just bought this and were like, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, spoiler alert, kids. Undertaker's not really dead. Yeah, exactly. But he's one of the biggest names in the business because he committed hard. <laughs> All right. My number nine, I'm going to stay. I'm, I'm going to go, you know, follow. I'm following your lead here with Bonesaw. I'm going to and I'm going to go with something that's outside of the actual ring. Snap into a Slim Jim, ladies and gentlemen. The moment that the Macho Man became the spokesperson 
for Slim Jim was a huge moment. Before you continue, before you continue, because yeah. we're gonna, well, let's just discuss it in long form. Because my number eight is snap into a Slim Jim, baby. All right, nice. continue. So, it's one of those things that is great for wrestling because it not only does it like break outside of just the wrestling bubble and into the ethers of you know the world at large. It it. As a wrestling fan, to see a wrestler endorsing a product that, you know, is still to this day uh, very heavily involved with Macho Man Randy Savage and his likeness. Like, they literally have, like, I, I don't, I'm not sure what it's called, but, like, they, the super Slim Jim, it's, like, either the Macho Slim Jim or the, you know, it's some kind of madness. It's definitely a Macho Man Randy Savage tie-in, and it's, like, three times the normal size of a Slim Jim and super thick. You know, it's great. So, <laughs> yes, it might, it might be the, you know, the leaping edition <laughs> or, or the, the, the genius flavor. Yes, that's the genius flavor. <laughs> uh, the only dick that's ever been in my in my mouth is my own. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's a deep but, cut. Yeah, yes. Uh, but in, and it was great, too, like. The Slim Jim endorsement, like they put, they made the ring posts at WCW look like Slim Jims. Like it's great. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Those commercials are over the top and ridiculous. But yeah, so that's my number nine. Snap yeah, into a and, Slim Jim. And my number eight, snap into a Slim Jim, like I mentioned before. But my goodness, yes. And I'll tell you the other side of the coin because th- I saw these commercials before I was even a wrestling fan. So the reach that this had was you know second to none and probably a big benefit to the wrestling business and it's funny learning about this years later is that this deal was macho man's alone in between wwf and wcw so when wcw acquired macho man they got the slim jim deal with him and it was like you know a double bonus for wcw they they got they got one half of the mega powers and also this big you know you know uh slim jim deal and like you said, they really pushed the advertising on it with the ring post. And, you know, just talk about the mainstream appeal of this of these commercials. It was everywhere. I saw it all the time. It made me go, who the fuck is this guy? Yes. And like when I finally got into wrestling and I, and I made the connection, I was like, oh, and yeah, I, I just can't. It, it, the Slim Jim commercial is just screams 90s. It's outrageous commercials. You know, I. <laughs> It's funny because the the product that they're selling is like the last great thing about it. I'm not even a fan of Slim Jims, but these commercials right. and the man and the man presenting them is just it screams a time period that I'll never forget. Yes, there there are other meat sticks on the market now that are much much better than Slim Jims. So, but enough <laughs> about my penis, Cole. My number? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's your it's your number eight then. Yes, my number eight because you decided to go first today. First, Ron breaking up the uh the the tradition here, but that's all right. The Renatney, so, yes, the Renatney. Oh, so uh, Macho Man, one of the all time great in ring performers, but one of the best parts about Macho Man was he is also one of the great uh orators in the history of the wrestling business on the stick. One of my all time favorite promos, but especially Randy Savage promos, the cup of coffee promo leading up to I, Randy Savage leading into WrestleMania three. He, he was so inspired to just be the show stealing moment 
of WrestleMania three. His promos were absolutely just top notch. The cup of coffee promo on Ricky Steamboat, where he talks about, you know, and and, and it's great because usually the cup of coffee thing is is left for like baseball and whatever because baseball has minor leagues and so guys will get called up here and there every now and then and, and Randy Savage was a minor league baseball player so it was a cool tie-in throwback to a, a career you know past from him and uh, basically says like ah steamer you're just here for a cup of coffee bro you know you're just you, you don't belong in the big times you know you're a small time indie guy you don't belong here and you'll be gone after I dispose of you. You're just up here for your cup of coffee is the, the gist of the promo. And it's brilliantly delivered and done. Mean Gene is just mesmerized. It's great. I love this promo. And uh, yeah, it's my number eight. Yeah, it's one of those promos that always kind of I always kind of come across it on online. And, uh, you know, I know I don't think he made the saying up, I'm I'm sure, but uh, it's one of those things that I learned from wrestling that I use all the time, uh, describing something that's been around for a short period of time. Right. Or, or someone that has very little experience or did something for, you know, like I said, a short period of time. I always yeah. say, oh, well, he's done that for a cup of coffee. He's been here for yeah. a cup of coffee. And no one knows what it means right away, but they gather it up as they yeah. I don't have to explain it. You know, that is so. Right. I, I love that saying, and I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he made that up. I don't know if it's an old school saying, but he's the first person I heard say it. And uh, it's one of those classic promos that gets repeat play to this day. Yeah, as I say, yeah, it, it's it's an old school baseball, you know, saying because they, you know, they, the, the cool, because baseball has like 700 players in their minor league organizations. So yeah, a lot of guys get called up for a week or two or 10 days or whatever. You know, like someone gets injured, they'll call someone up from the minor leagues to fill their spot there for a cup of coffee. And then so a lot of guys, that's their only time they ever got to play in the major leagues, you know, and then they toil away the rest of their career in the minors. And they just went up for that one, you know, couple weeks while someone was injured. And it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it, it brilliantly used in this sense is perfect. Well, one from one awesome saying to another that was brilliant, brilliantly used by the man. Uh, we're going to transition from uh, comedic promos to romantics. Uh, I think, you know, one of the greatest love stories ever told on camera, despite what you might what you may know of the real situation, is the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. And uh, one of the big moments is the proposal itself. When he gets down on one knee and says, will you marry me? The crowd is insane. Roddy Piper's on commentary. I can pick this whole thing apart just second by second because I've watched this so many times. It's such a sweet moment. She even answers with, oh, yeah. It's one of those moments that lives in my brain, even though I didn't get to watch it live. It's one of those Coliseum home video things that, like, you'll, you'll, you'll see. And it, and it can grab anybody by the heartstrings. It's one of those moments that could, like really touch anybody even if you're not a wrestling fan and uh that's a solid number seven for me the marriage proposal between miss elizabeth and randy savage my number seven is the proposal uh to liz so same z's but lucky I number mean, seven yeah especially when when you go back into the history of their on-screen relationship just in even just in the wwf like you start out where they're they're telling the story that it's kind of a semi-abusive relationship almost like you know she's 
she's there and he's carrying grabbing her by the wrist and dragging her around against her will almost but like you could tell she's devoted and and you're not you know you don't think there's any actual physical abuse going on but there's definitely a little bit of a, a a tense relationship there and then she finally like leaves him after he, he just <clears throat> goes too far and then this moment where they show her in the crowd at wrestlemania 7 and she's there and she's super concerned and then after the match sherry's just reading him the riot act and and you know slapping him around and liz just comes and grabs that bitch by her hair and throws her out of the ring and then they hug and embrace and you could just see all the evil that macho king had been carrying just melt away from his body in that moment we're going to talk about that moment again i was going to say so spoiler I, don't alert. To, yeah. I don't need to get into that but like if you go through that whole story up to the moment here where he asks her to marry him and she does his catchphrase and his face and just the joy and it's so well done and such a heartwarming moment that even in this fake world of wrestling, you just, everyone got in their feels and yeah, it's, it's just a wonderful, delightful moment. And uh, it belongs on, it definitely belongs on any top 10 macho man list. Uh, so yeah, on to number six. Oh yes. Cause, uh, cause we had samesies. Well, my number six, it, uh, on the surface, it's not really his moment, but his involvement and his commitment to putting the other guy over in this segment is second to none. Uh, and man, if I saw this live, I probably would have been traumatized too. But Jake the Snake taking the Cobra and biting Macho Man with it while he's tied up in the ropes, you can just hear the crowd suspending disbelief and just buying in. There's people crying. There's people screaming. Uh, Macho Man is screaming for a shoot, brother. Uh, it, uh, the story is being told uh, after it. The, the close-up of the blood trickling down the arm. Jake the Snake even was on Rogan and said that he uses this clip to, to get hard before sex because <laughs> it's, it's the greatest heat he's ever felt. And if you can bottle that up and make it a Viagra pill, he'd use it every day. Uh, that is a quote from the man himself. And yeah, if you're if you're in the business for heat, this is one of the most heat seeking segments you'll ever see. Go out of your way to watch it. Yeah. And, and I'll, we're going to talk about this again a little bit later. So but I'll leave this one. It was really easy to suspend disbelief when you can see a real snake like latched onto this man's arm. We watched him bite his arm. He's bleeding. We know this is real. Like there's just. I mean, it's it's brilliantly done. And it's it's one of those things, too, because like most people have some level of fear towards snakes, like most people are uncomfortable around snakes. So like and we know for a fact that cobras are poisonous snakes. So like this was a real life, real moment that was even though, you know, the this, this snake was a working snake and it was gimmick, like <laughs> it still was such just like, wow, this is really happening we're watching it we can tell that this is real and there it, and it was scary and then the snake wouldn't let us oh it's yeah it's a great moment absolutely belongs on this list so my number six is another one where i'm digging into a personal favorite here because this is one of those things where uh you know when we do the top 10 matches list we'll talk about this again 
But so I narrowed it down to the moment uh, towards the end of this match at WrestleMania eight, where Savage is hopping around on one leg because Ric Flair has worked his leg over to the point where it's unusable. Randy Savage didn't stop selling mid-match and start doing running spots. No, he fought the rest of this match on one leg and somehow pulled off a, a, an inside package, a small cradle, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Ron's like, no, it's inside cradle and small package, dick. <laughs> it's a pinning combination. Yes. It's a what a, a maneuver. combination, yes. So what a maneuver. And uh, beats Ric Flair to regain the world championship on one leg. It's a brilliant moment. I love this match. And uh, we'll be talking about it again this month. So awesome. Yeah, it's just one of those. It's, it's one of those matches where like, you know, yeah, it's sports entertainment. It's professional wrestling. But there's just something about that match that, you know, it just you can you can buy into it. Yeah, Ric Flair does his uh, does his flops and does Ric Flair stuff. But, you know, between the blood and like the the injury in the match and then overcoming the injury. It's like the entire Rocky saga in one match. And it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those matches that doesn't get talked about enough just because it's drenched in controversy of what the match should have been. But I think it's a suitable replacement for what should have happened there. And I love that yeah. match to death. Um, so my number five. Now, I, this is one of those things that I wish I could have been, you know, a wrestling fan during or a little bit older so I could have watched this and really taken it in for what it was. But, you know, when I'm recommending movies that like were that came out before my time and I, I go back and watch it, I go, oh, man, that was awesome. This is how I feel about this storyline. And this particular entry is just the beginning. But this storyline started with the handshake and I'm going with the Mega Powers Unite. You know, this is one of those storylines that you go back and revisit, and we're going to talk about another section of it later, but the promo of these two titans of the company shaking hands and forming the mega powers, you know, I can't imagine at the time, it's kind of like Batman and Superman as a child, like, you know, joining forces to take on evildoers, and uh, it's, it's the equivalent of that for me, and I wish I could have, like, watched it live, but reviewing it as a wrestling fan historian whatever the fuck just a wrestling fan just reviewing it in general i i still get a kick out of it and you know it's the beginning of one of the greatest stories ever told absolutely i don't have this specific moment on here it's great though the mega power the hand though that handshake is another one of those moments where savage is just so good and uh you he makes you feel everything he's doing because he's so expressive with his facials and his eyes and his body that like that that moment where he's like oh i don't know can i shake his hand like i don't know can i trust the holster and and then when he they finally lock hands and both their faces go up to the heavens and you know like they sell the handshake like this is big powerful moment like, like it shrooms <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, it, oh, the power of the mega powers. Oh, I don't think I'm going to be coming down for a very long time, man. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I th I'm going to suggest at some point, maybe not rivalries, but we, because I think we did top 10 rivalries, maybe just the 10 best stories ever told. And, uh, you know, we could dig into like the entirety of the, that might be a fun uh, top 10 subject. Well, go back the in the line, archives, so. kids, because we did top 10 storylines, and the Mega Powers unite and explode is one of them. 
Did we? I thought we just did feuds. Yeah, go back in the archives, sweetie. God damn it. I'm I getting know. old. We, My memory. We, no, I mean, no, you're not getting old. We just have a lot of content, sir. We're <laughs> approaching true. 100 episodes, <laughs> Cole. true. That is true. All right. Well, fuck it. I'm an idiot. Let's move on. <laughs> Another one that definitely probably made the best stories of all time. <clears throat> Kicking off with this one, WrestleMania 7. I already tipped my hat at this one. We knew it was going to be on the list. But uh, the moment that Liz saves Randy Savage and the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth reunite, I think that moment is even bigger than the proposal. I know the proposal gets a lot of the play because it's such a good moment and promo. But the moment where Sat you like because I said earlier, like you could just see all the evil and and arrogance and douchebaggery like melt from the Macho King's body in that moment. And you just see his heart warming. It's like the moment in the Grinch where his heart grows five sizes and like it's it's like the personification of that moment and it's so great and when he just like wraps his arms around her and lays on her chest and just is like oh you know it's such a good moment and there's so there's people crying and i mean oh it's such a good moment i love it i think i'm gonna go out of my way to watch that after this because it's just so well done and so good but yeah so my number five the Macho Man reuniting with Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. It's one of those happy endings that you like, you know, you build to in wrestling. And when it's paid off well, it's it's magical. And, you know, we're going to talk about it again shortly. But my number four, my number four, Cole, and this is I'm, I'm reaching into some WCW here because uh, this was shocking to me. And dare I say it was like one of the first times where I was kind of like scratch on my head as far as like storylines and swerves go because like with the formation of the nwo was second to none it's one of the greatest heel turns in history i think that's solidified in our archives as well but you know who did hogan drop the leg on to join the nwo the macho man randy savage so months later when the macho man jumps diamond dallas page and accepts the nwo shirt I was blown away and did not know what to think because I'm still reeling from the fact that this group has been formed to begin with. So when Macho Man finally just surrenders or swerve bro and joins this group as a second to the Hulkster after all this time, you know, A, I'm scratching my head and B, I was kind of crushed. Uh, but Macho Man joining the NWO is my number four as far as heat, brother. Yeah, it's a great heat moment. It, it, it could also be one of the moments where it was like the first leg to fall off the table. Like a table could still stand with three legs, but it's like the problem that WCW had was just that there weren't very many baby faces to go up against the NWO because Sting was just kind of MIA. And then, so the only, I guess, like, you know, we've been, everyone said for years that the NWO didn't really make any stars, but I would argue the NWO made DDP when, when Mach sent him the script for the match, he's like, Diamond Cutter, one, two, three, middle of the ring. Really? That's what <laughs> we're doing, Mach? He's like, yes, sir. I'm putting you over. <laughs> not just doing the, I'm not just, yeah, I don't need an out. You're beating me. 
this yeah. is <clears throat> yeah the story of Arn. Yeah. the story of Arn telling diamond dallas page like you better leave before he changes his mind yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm good with it i did i don't have i you know surprisingly i don't have any wcw stuff for much i just you know i really didn't watch wcw when it happened i've revisited uh, uh, quite a few pay-per-views but i just i was a wwf guy and that was it i didn't switch channels during the monday night wars so all right my number four this is a huge moment we already talked about the mega powers uniting well here's the other end of it mega powers explode Ooh. so the moment uh after the tag match when Hogan comes through the curtain and Randy Savage comes out of nowhere and literally smashes a belt on his face, the 10 pounds of gold just like dents the belt in half on the head of Hulk Hogan. It's just, oh my God, it kicked us off to another level, sent us, you know, just spiraling into WrestleMania 5. But yeah, that moment when Savage just absolutely tattoos Hulkster coming through the curtain and puts him down and he's yeah. bleeding oh that's that is heat that is a brilliant moment it's one of my favorite moments in wrestling history not just randy savage's career yeah it's one of the big moments of all time and you know a big heat seeking moment that you know was very rare to see back in that day and and uh, we'll talk about it again but before we get there my number three and you'll be kind of shocked that it may be number three and not a little higher, but my, my, my next two might, you know, you might understand. But my number three is him winning the championship. Randy Savage winning the championship at WrestleMania 4. WrestleMania 4, by all accounts, is the Randy Savage show. As much as, like, WrestleMania 30 was the Daniel Bryan show in a lot of ways, this entire pay-per-view was, like, tailor-made for Randy Savage's anointment, the passing of the torch, if you will, from Hulk to Savage. It was such, it's another one of those pay-per-views that doesn't really get talked about enough as being one of the all-time greats. Well, I don't know that WrestleMania 4 is underrated. Like, the pay-per-view itself is pretty miserable, but, like, WrestleMania 4 is, like, the first pay-per-view that I watched over and over again because I love it so much. And I was, you know, nine years old so the match quality wasn't necessarily a problem for me but i'm not shocked that this is your number three because my number three is wrestlemania 4 macho man winning the title so we yes. can talk about this in depth now you know it's so like yes like i said this was the first pay-per-view like i my cousins had this on vhs recorded i borrowed it like 20 times i watched this pay-per-view so many times I, this was the main reason I loved Randy Savage and probably the reason Candace loved him so much as well, too. Like that was her first, you know, uh, her first uh, hook in the wrestling business was seeing Randy Savage. And so I guarantee you we watched this pay-per-view at least 10 times. It's I mean, so yeah. great. I love it. And it just goes to show you, like, I, I've made this argument many times, you know, like, I think a, a, a great ending or the an ending in general can make or break a movie. And the same can, the same can be said for a, a wrestling pay-per-view, much like this one, you know, to your point, it, it was a miserable crawl a lot of times. But the thread of this whole pay-per-view was the story of the anointment of Macho Man. And 
that alone was worth repeat watch on you and your sister. So, you know, for that alone, I think it doesn't get talked about enough in that regard. Uh, I, and it was like one of the first pay-per-views where it was just completely centered around one guy. It felt like. Yeah. And, and Randy actually wrestled four matches on this pay-per-view and it's not like they were like, you know, two minute squashes. Like he had four real matches against big bruisers too. And Ted DiBiase all the while got a buy after his first round match and then another buy and only had to wrestle once. And then he's in this main event fresh as Daisy and Savage has had three hard hitting matches already. Like I just, my only other issue with this pay-per-view is like they missed out on the golden opportunity to have Savage steamboat Two, where they could have shook hands at the end. And then Savage could have got his win on steam over steamer and, and I just, yeah, there's a couple of things here that I wish they would have done a little bit better. But when it was all said and done, the thread throughout this pay-per-view capping off the moment where Hulkster makes sure that nobody else interferes, Savage beats DiBiase, and then Hogan and Savage celebrate in the ring and the Hulkster showing I'm totally happy for him. I don't, I'm not, you know, upset I didn't win the belt. I love Macho Man. Here you go. Everyone uh, you know, wrap your arms around this man. Yes, beautiful moment, great story, and you know it's a good transition to go back to this subject, which is my number two: the Mega Powers exploding. Yes, we went from a nice pageantry, happy moment between these two men, but the backstage segment of Macho Man laying out Hulkster in front of his wife, in front of a uh, front of his wife that Hulk Hogan is tending to, uh. This was back, you know, right now the backstage assault is overdone. This was back when it was rare. Yeah, when it never happened. When it happened, even the people that thought wrestling was bullshit, like, thought this was legit because there's blood involved. The woman is screaming. You know, you got a guy who's like, you know, you got the jealous boyfriend. It's a very relatable situation between two professional wrestlers. And like, you know, the casual fan is buying in very hard. And this is when, like the this is when, like the apex point, the climax of this storyline happened, and it launched this next chapter of this of this story, which is the feud between the two men, and it carried all the way to WrestleMania five. And yeah, the handshake was the start of this whole thing. It's like the the opening credits to a great saga, and this was like the part where shit gets real, and we're on our and we're on our way to like the big happy ending at WrestleMania five. I, you know, I think the Mega Power storyline is one of the greatest stories ever told. I mentioned that before when I talked about the handshake, but this was the big pivotal moment that made Randy Savage like a tippy, tippy top guy, but as a heel. I I agree. Uh, Mega Powers is one of the greatest stories ever told, but I still feel like they left a lot on the table. And maybe, just maybe, two creative type human beings could have done a little bit better uh, foreshadowing for the month. Uh, but yeah, the Mega Powers is just incredible. It's great. I've, you know, I, I just, I wish they could have done something different at WrestleMania Five and extended this because, like, the feud sort of continued, but once. But basically, it continued where Savage was just a bump dummy for Hogan. Like, Savage never really got any heat on Hogan other than the initial turn. And so, 
we, you know, the, 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 the moment that Savage wallops Hogan with the belt is on my list and it's great. And so it's definitely going to make the final 10. I just, I wish, I think they left a lot of meat on the bone and could have got a lot more out of this storylines. The only critique I could have about it. But other than that, everything they did do was magical. It was, you know, this story went all the way from WrestleMania four where Hogan shook his hand to WrestleMania five. They told this story for 12 months. So, and that, and it, it set pay-per-view records, box office records. It was incredible. So absolutely glad it's this high on your list. So my number two, speaking of realism, <laughs> you know, the, how real that all played out and, and, and how relatable the mega power story was. And, you know, guys messing with your wife, uh, the snake bite yes. is my number two because it, like it affected me so hard as a kid. Like it got me, even when I watched this, like go watch Tuesday in Texas now and watch Jake slap the shit out of Liz in the ring. And it, tell me that it wasn't real. Like I don't, there's no see-through in this whole angle. You cannot watch this and go, Oh yeah. Wrestling's bullshit. Like if you watch the whole Jake and Savage buildup well, from from Tuesday in Texas to the snake bite, all that you're going, holy shit! I th- this is real. Like there is nothing see through through this to the point where the that snake you watch that snake, you can tell it's a real snake. It's alive. It bites Savage. You they get a close up and you can see the snake just like you know shaking side to side trying to tear the meat off of his arm it's i mean it's really a crazy thing that this even happened and it's so well done it's so terrifying it's so emotional it, it i mean people are just shocked like i mean and it's it's added added to this moment that makes it great piper's too fucking scared to get in the ring like the most badass dude in the history of wrestling doesn't even want to get in the ring. He's just yelling from the floor. (laughs) And let's talk about the commitment of Jake himself. He himself has admitted recently, and I didn't know this until recently, that he himself is afraid of snakes. So you talk about commitment to the character. Boy. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Andre the Giant was afraid, was legit terrified of snakes. So like, it's just, it's the most perfect wrestling angle like it's not you can't see through it It, because it it's real it's like real it's just nothing oh it's magic i wish every angle was this good (laughs) yeah yeah when when wrestling can capture the magic it's it's very it's a very good day and my number one captures that very same thing and you've already touched on it but to me i feel like this is the number one moment and there's there's been so much there's movie cameos there's funny elbow drop spots there's beef jerky commercials there's romantic (laughs) there's uh there's the union of two mega powers there's you know betrayal there's you know overcoming and winning championships but man everything that you love about pro wrestling is in this segment it's coming of age in a way because you got a heel turning babyface just on the emotion of the audience and the reuniting with his wife and losing his job, everything 
that's real life is taking place inside of a squared circle. And I had real trouble making this number one. But as I kept on saying things like I'm telling you now, it just solidifies it even more as number one, as far as the moments go in this man's career, him embracing Elizabeth in front of a crying crowd at WrestleMania after losing his job and match is just the reason why you love professional wrestling. It's, you know, it doesn't matter what the outcome of the match is. As long as the story is told well enough and there's essence of realism in it and you play it to a T, uh, it's the greatest thing ever. And this is that for me. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it was number five on my list, but it could I you, you making it the number one moment in Savage's career. I, I don't think you you're going to get too many people to argue with it. Um it's so well done. It's so good. It's emotional. It captures everything. Like it's what it's what you go to the movie theaters for. You know, I like I, I, I yes, it's professional wrestling, but this is one of those moments that like transcends wrestling. It it's so many of the moments that like it, I think there's just a theme here with Randy Savage uh, that, you know, Everything he did crossed over into emotions. It actually reached out to the people. It touched us in a way that was that was special and made us feel things. And I think it's one of the reasons that we're spending the whole month talking about Randy Savage, you know. But also, it's just it, to me, it goes to how many how many other wrestlers actually made you feel emotions, like genuine emotions. Other than like Ric Flair's retirement, like Randy Savage gets so overlooked in the the Mount Rushmore goat, whatever debates you want to call it. Like Randy Savage is so good at at this business that I just feel like he gets so disrespected because he was just under the shadow of Hogan for that time. Meanwhile, he was the best performer. Like he was the best guy. He was the best promo. He was he was the best in ring. He was the. I mean, he had the best gear. He, like, he told the best stories. But Hogan was the guy. So Savage just kind of gets overshadowed by that. And then when WWF had the opportunity to make Randy the top guy, Vince just had it in his head. I, I don't want guys in their late thirties. And now we're look where we are today, where we've got 60 year old fucking dudes that are in prominent roles in wrestling companies, but we didn't want to have a 35 year old dude being the top guy back in the nineties. And it's just like Randy Savage probably could have held off the dive in the, in 93, 94, 95 and carried it to making Brett a bigger star when he finally got the belt. I just it, it's unfortunate that he was just under Hulk's shadow this whole time. Otherwise, we might be talking about Randy Savage up there before we bring up Sean, before we bring up Brett, you know, right up there with Stone Cold and Hogan and Flair. But he was just the second guy in that whole era. And so he gets lost in the conversation, even though he was clearly better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you can speak and it and it. You can speak to his talent as far as his status in the wrestling business because, you know, you're not the only one who feels that way. Because uh, yeah. even back then, during the Hulkamania era, it felt like it was Hulkamania and company. Whereas, you know, 
it's Hulkamania, but you feel like Savage at his height was like right there with him. Like, you know, that that's why there was the mega powers. There was money in you in uniting these two big names. I don't think, you know, there could have been anyone else to to unite with Hogan in that in that way other than Macho Man. So if we go back as far as the money guy, you know, yeah, it's Hogan. He's the poster boy. But if you're a wrestling fan and you you really know your wrestling, it's it's almost neck and neck as far as like the the in ring and the star power of Hogan. It's like Randy Savage's in ring work is as valuable as Hogan's star power. Like if that makes any sense, yeah, uh, it, you know, as as money drawing as Hogan is on a poster. Randy can do all that with his in-ring ability, I feel. That's why he gets, like, the Slim Jim shit. Like, his character is so out there and so crazy. Like, he doesn't get enough credit as far as committing to something either. You know, yeah. Because that it, that character is so over the top, and it should be eye-rolled if anybody else were were, were to do it. Like, it's right. the same thing as Undertaker. It, that I think that gimmick would be eye-rolled, you know, eh, pun intended, because that was his gimmick, too. I yeah. think people would roll... <laughs> I think people would roll their eyes at, at anybody else doing that, but... You know, talents like Randy Savage could do a cream of the crop promo. He can do a cup of coffee promo and still come off as a, as a threat. And yeah, I, I know we haven't gotten to your number one yet, but we're spending a lot of time giving this man his flowers on the first week of Macho on March Madness. Uh, I'm excited because, you know, you touched on a subject that we're going to cover later in the month. But before we get there, let's wrap up this list, Cole. Well, this conversation perfectly lends itself to my number one moment, and I'm just going to call it stealing the show at wrestlemania 3 in like the first great like truly greatest match in the history of wwf for a very very long time uh like it was it's still today held up on this pedestal as one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time in an era where everyone's doing this like this match was so far ahead of its time where they planned everything out they they you know they wrote it down on paper so they knew what they were going to do and like it's insane to think that this was the first time they actually wrestled each other. They never touched in a ring before WrestleMania three, but Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage absolutely stole the show in front of 93,000 people and the biggest uh, fucking closed circuit event in history. Like it's in, it's such a great moment and we'll discuss the, la- the match later on, but, um, because we're going to be talking about top 10 matches in WrestleMania, you know, in Randy Savage's career uh, throughout this month as well. So I don't want to focus on the match too much, but just the, the desire that Macho Man had to go, look, I want to create the greatest wrestling match that's ever happened. And Steamboat getting right behind that and them sitting down, putting their heads together and coming up with just this absolute masterpiece. And they even had George the Animal steal and Liz there and they worked them into the match perfectly. Like it's such a brilliant match. And this was kind of the moment when Macho Man became a baby face in the first place because he was the heel Intercontinental Champion and he was dragging Liz around. And the whole reason that George Steele and all this was involved was to get Macho Man to realize like, hey, you're being kind of a jerk. And so this was like the first softening and this match directly led to WrestleMania four Macho Man winning that 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 I mean, like this match literally got him a whole pay-per-view featured around him where there's a thread of Macho Man going on this journey, wrestling four times at WrestleMania four. Like 
really, when we think about it, WrestleMania three, WrestleMania four, WrestleMania five is the Macho Man show. Like, and, and even then, WrestleMania six uh, is real. I mean, Randy Savage may have been Mr. WrestleMania before Shawn Michaels officially took the mantle, you know, later on in his career. And, 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 you know, Brett had a good run there too in, in the, uh, you know, the tens through, uh, for 10 through 13, he had a great run there, but I mean, fuck, stealing the show WrestleMania three is, uh, to me, the defining moment of Macho Man Randy Savage's career. It's going to be his legacy 20 years from now. They're still going to be talking about WrestleMania three. And that's the only reason I have it. Number one over all the other stuff. Because everything else may fall by the wayside in Macho Man lore, but that uh, sto- show stealing performance is going to live on forever. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I'm not going to talk too much about this because we have a whole another show dedicated to his matches. But yes, yeah. the moment the moment itself of the match taking place, dare I say, is more of a Ricky Steamboat moment. But the, it's a moment in time in right. wrestling that you'll that it it, it was. It was the light bulb moment for, for yeah. Macho Man. You know, it was like it was like that first situation where like, okay, this is a bad guy, but look how well he did. I can't not cheer that. And right. it was like it was like turning babyface the hard way just because you just because you saw how hard somebody wor- worked in a match. And that's that's shown a lot today. Another thing that's shown a lot today is you know this is a this was like the first match of his kind that was completely like written down before it even yeah. took place. And now that's basically, you know, common practice today. Uh, but, you know, and the old school guys will kind of, you know, roll their eyes at that. But I have the same argument that cannot be, you know, touched. No one has a good response for it. No one has an argument after it. But I always say the greatest songs ever made were written. Why can't yeah. it be matches as well? Uh, so I... That's all I'll say on this because I want to talk about the match in great detail once we get to the top 10 yes, matches yes. Randy Savage has ever had. But solid moment for your list as well because it, it is one of the all-time great moments in WrestleMania history as well. All right. So now uh, we've got six that we match on. and Ooh, I th- Easy work. Yeah. And I think I have two from each of us that could easily get her done and make this list pretty easy to put together. Well, we can just go right ahead and combine unite and explode and just call it mega powers as one thing. I think, I think those are two very distinct moments that both on the list. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I I, I was going to say that's going on for sure. I think we throw in the Macho Man joins the NWO as a big moment. Yeah. I, I think that belongs there. Um, I I would I would dare to say we need to have the WrestleMania three show stealing moment. Um, other than that, I think we're down to for the last spot, uh, the WrestleMania eight. Or the revival elbow drop. <laughs> well, since I'm gonna let you have one match in there, I gotta go revival elbow drop. Or the cup of coffee promo. Yeah. But the elbow's more fun. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Then give me one moment to order this and write it down. 
and we will uh, do that. Would you like to talk about what we're going to be doing the rest of this month? Oh, the rest of this month, sir. I cannot speak to the rest of the month because we have five Wednesdays in March, which means, <laughs> which means we have five Macho Man shows to get through. But I will run through what we have in store for you guys so far next week. Cole, you dropped it. You dropped a kind of a hint at it. Uh, maybe, you know, accidental, but I'm just going to let you know right now that we're going to take things back to take it up with creative next week. And it's going to be the match that you and I have always wanted to see a match that I believe would have stolen the show or stolen the year, depending on how big of a fan of you are, you are of both men. And I'm going to put a little bit of a crutch on this one because next week we are going to take it up with creative. It's going to be macho man, Randy Savage versus Brett, the Hitman Hart at WrestleMania 11. Cole, let's beef up a very tarnished WrestleMania with Macho Man versus Bret Hart. How are we going to get there? Are you excited to, to tell the story? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my all-time dream matches. I know they did have a match. It was a very good match uh, on one of the Saturday night's main events. Uh, so if people want to go out of their way to check that out, I'm definitely going to watch that match before I put my, you know, I formulate my ideas here, but... Uh, but he wasn't Brett yet. Right, right. It's the same thing, though. There's a Bret Hart versus Ricky Steamboat match from the 80s from mm. Boston Garden. Phenomenal match. But, but, and, of course, he wasn't the hitman yet. Like, he, you know, he hadn't even entered the intercontinental realm yet. He was still doing tag stuff. Um, but those matches are really phenomenal. And it's, it's you can go back and watch those and see why Vince believed in Brett so hard. And then the week after that, we're going to take it up with creative one more time. Cole, this was the first take it up with creative idea that we had for Mr. Macho Man. And you kind of hinted at it earlier. What could have been? It could have been extended. What would have happened if Macho Man came out the victor of WrestleMania 5? Or better yet, pending title, the Mega Powers explode. Macho Man wins the Mega Powers explosion. It, wherever you want to spin it. Yeah. What happens after WrestleMania five? If we want to extend this, because yes. I might swerve us at WrestleMania five and still have Hogan win, but maybe not on the up and up. Ooh, yes. Oh, so the mega powers extension. Yes. The mega, the mega powers, powers continued. Yes. Yes. Continues. Oh, I like that. It's very star Warsy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then from there, we're going to go back to another top 10. It's going to be the top 10 Macho Man Randy Savage matches. I'm very excited to talk about that one because we spent a lot of time talking about the moments this man created. Well, how about all the in-ring shit that he provided as well? Because that is as good, if not slightly better, depending on what you crave in the wrestling business. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it. A lot of meat on the bones as far as his matches are concerned. I might even do a little bit of, you know, Easter egg ones if uh, if you're feeling a little fancy for that call. Absolutely. I love when we have uh, deep dive content on here. I'm clamoring to talk about like ICW. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I know I mean, on the real, I've been watching a lot of ICW like promos and segments and, and shit recently. It's so good. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm told it doesn't age well. Uh yeah, there's some there's some uh time period words that we can't say anymore, but you know, whatever. Fuck, did we lose it again? 
I hope not. No, okay. I can, I can hear, I can hear you. Hey, I'm let's do a fucking top 10. Yes. All right? So let's talk about the top 10. We just went through the schedule. So I'm going to start it right now. Number 10. The reviving elbow drop on Hulk Hogan. Forgot about that one. Uh, number nine. Snap into a Slim Jim, brother. Oh, yeah. Number eight. Macho Man joins the NWO. Seven. Stealing WrestleMania three with Ricky Steamboat. Six. Proposing to Miss Elizabeth. Five. The Mega Powers unite. Four. WrestleMania four. Fitting. Three. The Snake Bite. Two. The Mega Powers explode. One. The reuniting with Miss Elizabeth at WrestleMania 7. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The official creative team top 10 moments of the Macho Man Randy Savage's career. Oh, uh, yes. You already talked about what's in the coming weeks, so I'm really excited for March Madness. How about you, Ron? I am so excited. If you only knew what it took to get this episode in today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, I'm I, that that in itself is madness, but I'm ready to drop an elbow on the rest of my day. I'm ready to go hard into March Madness. I cannot wait to talk all things Savage. Cole, I'm excited. You're excited. Take us home. Well, thank you for being here with us this week for our top 10 Macho Man Randy Savage moments of all time. Join us the next couple of weeks as we continue March Madness. I am your host, Cole Dawson, for Ron Kilborn saying thank you. We love you, and good night. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod, or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130, and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team. Team.